0: This is Coach Aaron Saft in the MR Running Pains podcast. And I've got a number of topics to cover today. Um, Kind of a melting pot of topics to go through. Uh, One was a question that came in. That was a great question. So I thought it was worth um, putting into the podcast. Um, And then um, dealing with mental fatigue. Um, I I know I go through it. I know everybody goes through it. And we're going to talk about some of the reasons we face this mental fatigue as well as um, how to avoid it, and if you are feeling mentally fatigued, some things you can do about it. And lastly, we're going to get into the taper. We are getting into that time of year uh, where we have a ton of events happening, and a lot of you are probably, um, if not already in your taper, are about to taper. So I thought it would be a relevant topic to kind of talk about. Um, So um, let's start out with our question. Um, Ron, uh, Ron has some really great questions that he uh he emails me. Um he's one of my Patreon supporters so Ron thank you for for supporting on the the Patreon level and um this was a great question cuz as it heats up, here we are, you know, in the spring getting into the summer, temperatures are rising. Um Ron asked uh about heart rate. Obviously, heart rate um elevates uh with heat. So um, our our average pace is going to be Um, lessened by the heat if we're looking at our heart rate in order to keep our heart rate um, at the the level it should be when we're running in the heat, we have to decrease our pace. So Ron had asked, you know, when we get into the summer months, do I still focus on the pace or do I monitor my heart rate? And again, the the answer being you want to continue to monitor your heart rate, you want to continue to run at the same heart rate um, or intensity Um, of heart rate uh, for that given workout okay so um, we can't sustain the same paces because then it's it's elevating the heart rate we're still getting the same workload even though the pace isn't the same our heart is getting the same um, you know uh, benefit our cardiovascular system everything is getting the same benefit of the workout uh, if we keep it managed at the right heart rate for the workout So once it starts to cool down again, you'll notice that your paces um, are going to be fast again, okay? So it really is just the heat, okay? And we'll probably have a separate episode on the heat and dealing with the heat, training through the heat, all that kind of stuff. But um, it was a great question, Ron, so I wanted to make sure everybody was on the same page because as it heats up here, paces are going to slow down. And that's okay. They should. Um, as it's hot, Uh want to maintain that same kind of heart rate, that same perceived effort, if you will. Okay, so thank you, Ron, again, for the question. Appreciate that. Uh, so far as mental fatigue goes, um, you know, uh, this is, uh, uh, you know, kind of... Um, one, that it can be you know, caused by a, a number of things. Um, sometimes we look at it as uh, motivation is waning. You know, we're, we're not as excited to go out and train or, or not as excited by, um, by a race or whatever it may be. Um, and sometimes that can come from just over racing. Uh, you race too frequently. Okay, um, If you're racing all the time, that takes a lot of mental and physical energy. So it's going to take a lot more recovery. And, you know, just like with physical recovery, if you're not mentally recovering, you're going to continue to kind of slide down that uh, mental fatigue avenue, if you will. Um, so keep that in mind. You know, when you're recovering from your races, um, if you're not ready to, to train yet mentally, you may be physically ready, but maybe you're not ready mentally, give yourself a little bit more time. Okay, allow yourself that that recovery mentally so that you're excited about it by training again. Um, it can also happen when volume is really high. If you're in your maximum volume phase, it gets really taxing and draining to, to you know, keep, keep it up. I'm, you know, I'm in that phase of training myself right now. And, um, I'm recording this podcast and, you know, just trying to (laughs) gather myself to go out and get my run in. Um, it's, you know, a few other things are going on. We could talk about those later. Uh, just been having, um, a tough few days here, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Again, if your training volume is high, you know, you just have to be mindful, Okay, and we're going to talk about some tips if, if you're feeling this mental fatigue of what you can do, but know that that's a normal thing. If you're you know if you're into your fourth week of your, your max volume phase, and you're starting to feel that mental fatigue, that's totally normal. And again, we'll talk about some things that that can help. Um, have you been training for too long? Okay, that's another another piece of this puzzle that can be a problem. You know, sometimes we don't take a break; we don't allow the body that recovery. Um, you may be training, you know, for an event and it's just the training cycle went too long. You know, a a typical training cycle is about, um, 16 weeks, maximum of 24, depending on what the goal is, how long you've been training, all that good stuff. There's a lot that goes into how many weeks you should be training for an event. But if you go beyond that, it starts to create more fatigue on the system. The body needs a break, then mind needs a break. So, you know, look at your calendar. How long have you been training? Does the body and mind need a break? Uh, that's, that's another good question to ask yourself and to assess. Okay. Um, uh, of course, if you're not getting enough sleep, that can really compound problems and make you mentally fatigued. We all, you know, if we haven't gotten enough sleep, wake up groggy, we all know that feeling. Now, if it's constant, again, it's going to create more and more fatigue. So be weary of how much sleep you're getting, okay? Focus on getting some rest. And you can also be too stressed. If there's too much going on in your life, right, and, and training just seems like another thing at the moment that, like, you're just like, well, how do I have time for that? You know, running becomes a stress. It already is a stress on the body, I mean, literally they're, you know, running, we always talk about how it is a stress, stress is stress, but if you're, you know, you're feeling extra stress just because of maybe, you know, something's going on at work or, you know, family obligations, whatever it may be, you know, that's something you need to consider and figure out how you can resolve that, which again, we'll kind of go over some of this in a bit here, but how can you avoid mental fatigue? Well, some of it's obvious, um, as I said earlier, kind of make sure you're ready to return to um, running mentally and physically after a race, okay, give yourself enough time to make sure you're recovered and ready to train again. Um, you can train the brain. Uh, and, and there's a few things that you can do here. And you know, this isn't my, my specialty, my strength. But you know, here's some things that that I do. And we may have somebody else on the podcast at some point that can kind of help us here um, on how to strengthen and train the brain. But Two tools that I use, two resources, two books, actually, that I use is Addie Bracy's Mental Training for Ultra Running. I think that's a fantastic resource with a number of different exercises throughout the book that kind of help you work through some of these situations. Okay, So um, Addie Bracey's book, Mental Training for Ultra Running. And the other one is Travis Macy's Ultra Mindset. Uh, that one as well has some exercises and some things that you can go through to try to work through some of this, you know, uh, mental fatigue and see where it's coming from. So two good books to look into. Okay, I'll put those in the show notes. Um, And then um, either learning to meditate or meditating, if you already know how to do so. Uh, Meditation really helps us process a lot and kind of helps us uh, learn what our mental state is. And what our physical state is, what is our current being? How are we doing? It's kind of a self-check. So, you know, meditating is great in that. And it's, obviously, it's another thing that you have to kind of add to the day and make a habit, which is, you know, it can be tough to add one more thing to the day. I totally get it, but it's, it's worth its while. Okay, so meditation. Um, other things you can do is communicate with your team. You may have a coach that you can talk to about this, you know, motivation. Um, This all stemmed because I have an athlete that's, you know, was mentally fatigued. And, you know, this whole conversation that or this episode that I'm talking on here, that's where it's stemming from. We had a good conversation, an honest conversation. And, you know, we kind of kind of pinpointed where it was coming from. Why was this mental fatigue taking place? And, you know, what should we do about it? So, you know, our conversation really helped this athlete move forward and kind of refresh himself, get his motivation back. So that was, you know, that was great. Uh, If you don't have a coach, talk to your training partner, talk to your spouse, you know, try to pinpoint where is this mental fatigue coming from? What can you do about it? Okay. Um, And then offload every now and again. And what I mean by offload is take a day off, take some time off, cross train instead, or add a new stimulus. You know, maybe go to the gym, uh, do a stairmaster, or, um, do a core workout, you know, add something new that, that varies up the training, you know, that perhaps will bring some motivation back to your training. Um, of course, this one's kind of self-evident, get more sleep. You know, I I hesitate to say that we all get enough sleep. (laughs) I I doubt that's the case. I know in my circumstances, I definitely don't get enough sleep. That's, it's it's hard right now. I get it. You know, my day is jam-packed. It's, uh, you know, I wake up, I start work early, start working on my athlete's schedules. You know, sometimes it's 4am, 4 4.30am 4 working on the schedules. And then by 6.30am, I'm getting the kids up, getting them ready to school. I have, you know, the kids to school by 8am. I come home, walk the dog, go for my run. And then, I'm, um, you know, more work on the, um, my athlete schedules. I have athlete calls all the way up until uh, the uh, track practice, which I get there for two thirty, and then I'm usually there till five thirty. Okay, and then from there, I, I take the kids home. I usually have to unpack their lunches, clean up the, from their day, clean up the house a little bit, uh, sometimes prepare dinner, check on my athletes in training peaks. It's just it's nonstop. So I get it. It's hard to find time in your day. It's hard to get the sleep in because you have so much going on. You know, that's my typical day. That's, you know, and I'm going until 930 at night. Uh, It's, you know, and uh, there's hardly any time to just sit down and relax. (laughs) So I get that, you know, so, um, you know, being able to sleep. Or to you know find downtime, and especially trying to add something to that schedule, sometimes is just impossible, and it overwhelms us. So I get that, I understand it. Believe me, I do. Um, but if we can get more sleep, it will certainly help. Um, so um, the other thing we can do is plan out our racing season a little bit more, so that um, you know it's well. Obviously, it's well in advance. We give ourselves months in advance of what races we're doing. Um, and does the build make sense? Are we doing races that will build us in the best possible way to get us to our goal race, healthy and ready to run? a lot of times our racing's all over the place, you know, we, we kind of throw in distances just because we want to race. Like, I get it. There's some awesome races out there. Uh, and you also have to determine, okay, is my goal race? Is it, um, you know, is it big enough that, you know, if I do some other races that don't really make sense and, and by this, I mean, like, you know, sometimes we'll, <laughs> we'll race, uh, um, a 50 miler, and then, you know, we'll throw in a 50 K and then we'll throw in, you know, a 125 K or, you know, whatever it may be, but we, we kind of just go up and down and undulate in our training, you know, and just kind of throw in too much, uh, which obviously adds to the fatigue, like we talked about earlier. So make sure your racing season makes sense. Talk with a coach about it or talk with your training partner about it. Again, use your team. Make sure, like write it all out on a calendar. Look at it. Is there enough time between that you can recover? Is there enough time that you can still train, okay, with all the recovery that you have to take? Make sure that makes sense, okay, because you don't want to get burnt out, and especially you don't want to get injured, okay? Some people don't have a goal race. They just like to race all the time. I get that. But, again, you have to plan in your breaks, okay? So, you know, in planning your races, that also means planning in your breaks. When are you going to give the body a rest, so that you don't get injured, you don't get burnt out, you don't get fatigued, you don't have this mental fatigue. So planning is huge. Make sure you take time to plan out your season. Okay. Um, All right. So if you are mentally fatigued, what can you do? Um, Well, first, I would try to find the root of the problem. What caused this? Why are you having this mental fatigue? What is going on? That, you know you're just really drained, you're not motivated, you don't want to get out there. Um, so if you can pinpoint that to kind of determine, well, is this partly physical, or is it solely mental, if it's partly physical, perhaps you need a little bit more time off. Okay, and that doesn't have to be long, it could be two days, it could be three days, maybe it's a week. But you know, d- depending on the level of fatigue, and is it combined with um, mental and physical fatigue, then you know, you have to determine what should you do. And perhaps the answer is to take some downtime, um, or cross train, you know, if you don't want to lose the fitness, you know, hop in the pool, go for a swim, hop on the bike, go for a ride. Okay. There's, there's other options to make sure that you're still getting in some, some aerobic, um, work without losing much fitness, but you're kind of taking that break from running. And at this time, if you're feeling it, it's a good time to revisit your why. This is something that, you know, um, Addie Bracy goes over in her book. Is your why strong enough? Like when you look at it, you know, um, you know, now that I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking about my why for the races coming up, I, I realize, yeah, uh, you know, my why is strong enough and I do need to get out there. And so, you know, just taking that moment to step back and looking at your why, be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is definitely worth me going out there and running today. So um, make sure that why is strong enough. So when you revisit it, if it's not, then you need to reestablish it, um, strengthen that why, change it. Okay. Um, Also revisit the books I mentioned. Okay. Uh, This is a great time if you're feeling that mental fatigue to go into those books. Again, Mental Training for Ultra Running by Addie Bracey and Ultra Mindset by Travis Macy. Okay, this is a great time to go through those. And they can walk you through revisiting your why as well as other activities that can help you kind of establish where your mental fatigue is coming from and how you can move forward. Okay. Then lastly, you need to prioritize and simplify. Okay. Prioritize what is, you know, important in your life. You may be overwhelmed And that's what I was talking about earlier when the day is just jam packed. Today, I prioritized recording this podcast. The podcast comes out um, tomorrow. So when you're listening to this, I recorded on Wednesday and it is coming out on Thursday. So I prioritized this because I knew I'd have it hanging over my head and on my run. All I would be thinking about is recording this podcast. Whereas when I want to go for my run, I just want to go for a run and relax and not think about what I have to do. So I prioritize doing this and then I'll get my run in. So um, how can you simplify your life? What are some extraneous things that you do that take away from your time and kind of, uh, you know, are a time suck? In other words, Um, that's could be, you know, oh, I I spend too much time on social media or on my phone, you know, um, watching videos, whatever. Um, It can be, you know, oh, I watch too much TV. You know, Um, I can be guilty of that. Um, so, you know, when you think about these things, when you think about these things that are, are draining your time, how can you use them more efficiently? Um, and sometimes you need that stuff though. I get it really, uh, you you need that time to unwind and if that's how you unwind. You need to make sure that that's, you know, you have time to, uh, to do that, prioritize that because we do need that relaxing, but we have to find that balance, right? Like in order to get everything we need to get done, you know, how much time extra do I have to do those things, right? So prioritize, make a list of of what you have to do and how important they are to get done. And then add what you want to do. And do you have time for it? So prioritize and simplify. So I hope that helps with mental fatigue. Um You know, as I said, it happens to the best of us, it happens to all of us. Um, you know, it's, it's tough sometimes to get out there and to, to keep training because we're just tired. <laughs> you know, we're tired of, of, uh, the daily routine, it, you know, the grind sometimes, um, you know, it's, it's rough. I get it. So, you know, and if you need to talk, you know, g- give me a holler. It's, it's, it's great. Like if you want to talk about some of these things, you know, fire me an email Like, let's, let's chat about your race schedule. Let's chat about your training. You know, let's, let's just have a conversation about these things. I'm, I'm happy to help, um, for sure. So, um, that will bring us into our last topic, which is the taper. Okay. The taper, um, a lot of times, uh, the taper, you know, sometimes it's not necessary. Uh, sometimes your training is just going really well and you're feeling good, you don't necessarily have to taper. I, like, I think that's a common misconception. If you're feeling good, you know, that. like you may just taper off a little bit. Okay. You may just kind of reduce volume just slightly. Um, you may not even have to. You may just feel great going into race day. And it also depends on the race, you know, we have mini tapers and I'll talk about mini tapers and those are for your, your B and C goal races, right? You're, your, we're talking about for your a goal race, tapering for an a goal race at the moment. Um, so, you know, typically if I'm to give some guidelines, this is kind of just a general rule of thumb for tapering, um, and again, it really depends on how you're feeling. So, you know, the big proponent here, and I'll mention it time and again in this conversation, is to um, to listen to your body. Okay, listen to your body. So, um, you know, typically for a race that's 5k to half marathon, you're looking at about perhaps a one week taper. Um, if you're tapering for a marathon, perhaps one to two weeks, again, depending on the training cycle, depending on how tired you are and how much you need to kind of recover from the whole training cycle. Uh, you know, we really don't want to have to taper too much. That's the reality. You know, if, if you, you know, if, if you're listening to your body, you're not going to push it to the fact where we need a ton of time to taper. That means that you're overtrained. Okay. So be careful. Uh, you know, if you're in your maximum volume phase and you're really, really getting tired, that means you're really, really going to have to taper. So be careful, pull back a little bit. You don't have to be tired all the time. You shouldn't be tired all the time. Ta- you know, training should feel pretty good. Okay. Now, if we're talking distances of 50 K to 50 mile, and this, again, this is an approximation. We're talking probably about a two week taper and anything hundred K plus you were talking two to three week taper. Again, general rules of thumb for how long to taper. Um, now what do you do in a taper? Okay. Well, um, the first thing I would say is you want to include quality. So you want to include workouts still, you still want to be doing some, some, um, you know, uh, speed or, uh, some lactate threshold, tempo, steady state running. Okay. You still want to do that, but you want to reduce the volume. Okay, and in by volume, it, it can be a few things reduce the volume and the amount of reps you're doing in your speed sessions, reduce the volume of your tempo and steady state runs. Okay, so we're reducing the volume there, as well as reducing the overall volume of your week. Okay. And we're looking at an overall reduction of about, you know, uh, I would say each week, about 20 to 30% of your weekly volume, you're going to reduce, okay. Um, and, you know, that could be on the high side. Again, listen to your body. How is it feeling? You know, there it is again. <laughs> Do you need to reduce that much? Do you need to reduce on the higher side? Or, you know, can you go on the lower side? You're trying to find that balance, right? To keep you where you're still feeling fresh, um, but you're not feeling too lethargic. And that's kind of the next point is, um, I you know, when I took the Lidyard foundation um, certification, they talk about balancing the scales. On the one side, you can feel sluggish, right? We want to keep the scales balanced. So how do we counteract feeling sluggish? Well, in order to counteract that your body needs stimulation, what's going to stimulate a sluggish um, body is doing some speed. And throwing in some um, some intervals or some surges, right? Doing a little bit of fartlek, kind of turning the legs over. Some longer surges, 30 to, seconds to one minute is fine. You know, just something to stimulate the that nervous system to kind of re-energize the body and get it moving again because it's just kind of it feels probably rote from just doing, you know, Plain old boring miles. So, you know, incorporating strides into your week still—that's that's great. That gives a stimulation. Uh, again, throwing in some fart licks, you know, just uh, just keep that body moving, especially when it feels sluggish. Now, on the other side of the scale, you're feeling too good. You're feeling fast, nimble, like you could take on the world. <laughs> you feel invincible, and you just like crushing the work, and you want to run fast. That's when you need to add more volume. Okay, so that will kind of, if you will, bring you back or tip the scale back to where you're on even keel, right? We want to stay even keel, we don't want to feel too good too early. So adding the volume will bring that back to to a normal level, if you will. Okay. Okay so that you have to manage that. And again, that's by listening to your body. How's it feeling? What should you do on that given day, the schedule may call for one thing, but you may not be feeling doing that that day. And during the taper it is extremely important that you do exactly what your body is telling you not what your schedule is talking, or telling you, you know, and again, talk to your coach, right? Like, let them know I was, you know, I was feeling a bit sluggish today, I threw in some surges, uh, you know I'm always okay with that or I was feeling a little too good today I added on you know a mile and a half totally fine totally fine I get it you know they're they're trying to balance the scale okay so any coach that that knows you and understands you they're going to just kind of put it in your hands my track athletes you know I uh, I've said to them like how do you feel today what do you feel that you should do today you know some are like um I'm just going to go run easy Others are like, I need a few uh, strides. They get it. You know, I'm I'm telling them and I'm teaching them to listen to their bodies. And in this point, they're in their taper. They're in their championship season. I trust them enough that they know what their bodies are telling them. So they're doing what they feel or they are, um, uh, you know, what their body is telling them they should do. And that's the way you need to be. Okay. Um. Now. On your quality sessions, make sure they're not too hard. Again, you may be feeling really good. You're in your taper. You're feeling fresh. Make sure they're not too fast. Don't put your race effort into your workouts. Don't go over that like 90%, right? Don't overwork it. Leave something for race day, right? A lot of times when you're tapering and you're feeling so good, all of a sudden you're running your best workouts of the season, but that l- diminishes what you can do on race day. So be really mindful of how hard you're going in your workouts. Again, you may be feeling really good, and that's good, but be mindful of how hard you go. Watch watch yourself, okay? Don't run too hard, especially on your quality sessions and your your runs, your regular everyday runs, okay? Um, in this taper, be careful of your caloric intake. If you are decreasing your volume... now your caloric demand is lower. Don't sustain how much you're eating. Be careful. You know, don't, We're so used to uh, indulging because our mileage is so high, but now we're not doing that mileage. So you're going to pick up a little extra weight. So it's, it's common race week. Now, again, this is not my specialty. I am not a dietitian. Okay, so like, you know, you have to be mindful, it's it's probably something you could talk to with somebody about, okay, so if I reduce this much, what's my caloric needs? What do I need to do? Okay, but that's something to be very mindful of. Uh, take care of the other little things, you know, again, sleep is vital during this time, hydration, all of those things are super vital during this time. So take care of the little things. Um, also, if you've been doing strength training, it's a time to reduce your strength training. At this time in the taper, I typically only include core and mobility work, and it's very light. Okay. It may just be a simple plank session. Okay. Um, or just a mobility routine. Um, Jesse Fuller shared with me a great mobility routine. So I, I typically prescribe one mobility. Um, session and one core session. You're just doing maintenance right now just because the body's used to it. But it's time to take out your strength training. Okay. Um, And then lastly, I'm just going to reiterate, listen to your body. What does it need? What does it want? You know, and that's not just with training, listen to it's, you know, if it's asking you for something, you know, food wise, if it's tired, you know, do you need sleep? Listen to it, give it what it needs. That's the biggest thing, okay? Um, I mentioned the mini taper, okay? Um, Mini taper, the same things apply here, except you're not reducing volume by much, okay? Um, You don't have to reduce volume by as much as you do in your taper for your goal event. We're only talking here perhaps like 10% at most of a reduction of the volume. Okay, we're training through this, we want you to feel good in the race, but you don't have to reduce as much as you did um, for your goal race. Okay, so in a mini taper, you can reduce the volume a bit. Um, Perhaps that week, you know, you just do some some strides, you don't do a a workout per se, again, depending on your your goal for this, this B or C race. Um, But you know, uh, listen to the body again. It's, you know, does the body, is it okay with doing a workout, you know, you don't want to overdo it. So that's why I hesitate to say, you know, add a workout, it's better just to do some strides that week, you know, just kind of give the body some stimulus, and then let the race be the big workout for the week. Okay, so in a mini taper, still can reduce some volume, maybe up to 10%. um, And then your quality sessions, just add a a session of strides. Um, There's also the reverse taper when you taper up to an event. So, um, perhaps, you know, you, um, you had, uh, an illness or an injury that, that kind of sidelines you. And so you have to build back. So your volume is actually going up towards your goal event. Whereas normally at that time it would be going down. The volume would actually be decreasing. You may actually increase towards your event. If you need to build some fitness back and you have the time to do it. Remember it takes about two weeks for any kind of uh, stimulus to kind of uh, give us uh, a a direct benefit. So you know, if you're, you know, six weeks out, four weeks out, you're still going to gain some benefit by adding some volume back. Now, the careful thing here, and this is probably saved for another episode, is you don't want to build back too quickly, you don't want to add too much too quickly. And that's why I say it's kind of a a gradual increase in building volume back into it. But that would be a, a reverse taper. Okay. So um, perhaps we'll do a whole other episode on the reverse taper because I think it's, it's worth talking about more in depth and getting into the intricacies of the reverse taper. But um, that's what I have for the, the conversation today, the episode today. Uh, I hope you can pull some stuff away from it. If you have any questions on the episode or anything I went over, please reach out to me. All my contact information is in the show notes. Um, happy to hear from you. I really appreciate everybody and for being a part of this and listening. uh, Again, for supporting at the Patreon level, um, you know, for sharing the episodes. I want to thank you guys for being a part of the MR Running Pains podcast. Um, So far as my coaching world goes, um, uh, you know, I um, I can take on a few new clients here. Um, you know, it's, again, it's that transitional time of year where people are finishing up a goal race. So, uh, you know, it's been kind of nice cause I've had a few people finish up their goal races and, and, you know, they're, they're taking a break from coaching. Uh, and then I've had some new people come on. So it's, it's been a, a perfect mash this, uh, this point. So if you're interested in talking about coaching, you know, please reach out again. All my contact information is in the show notes. Um, And uh, once again, I thank you guys for being a part of this. Uh, Look forward to our next conversation. Uh, I appreciate the feedback too. I got a lot of uh, notes that everybody enjoyed the episode with John Goldfield, as I did. Um, I'm going to try to do some more of those conversations as well. I, I really enjoy them it myself. It's kind of refreshing and hearing from the athletes and hearing their stories. Um, but I also like these episodes because I feel like I can get some information out there and perhaps you help you in your training goals. So um, I thank you guys. And I hope you have a great week. Enjoy your running. Those that are running Hellbender, I wish you the best of luck. Um, Man, there's so much coming up. We got Cruel Jewel next weekend. I've got a bunch of athletes racing both Hellbender and Cruel Jewel. So um, good luck to all of you that are are running those races, um, as well as Quest for the Crest. That's coming up as well. So a lot of cool Southeast races happening in the next two weeks. If you're running uh, or racing, I wish you the best. So thank you, my friends. And until next time, Keep running.